Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Come on, give God a shout of praise where you're at in your living room. If you're watching from your office, come on, just give a little woo-woo or something, but praise God. Praise God, praise God. I'm Pastor Louie, I'm the Fulton Campus Pastor. So excited to be with you here on, on this midweek, but I'm not alone. Come on, I'm with my wife. Come on, introduce yourself. What's up everybody, my name is Tina and I am so excited to be with you here at midweek, to be here with my husband, all the worship team. Give it up for the worship they team. They killed it, didn't they? Yes, they are amazing. They always get me up and, and dancing back there and get my cardio, closing my rings. <laughs> closing Come on, rings help me on out. That Apple Watch. <laughs> yes. But uh, welcome everybody. We're so glad to be here. We get to continue the Bible study as we've been going through the book of Ephesians. So awesome to do that. It's always an honor to be up here. You've been you, Last week you heard from uh, Pastor Tommy and his wife Jess and the week before that, uh, Pastor Brian and Alyssa. Uh, you know, it's just been amazing. And, and then just hearing from our only pastors, um, you know, and, and I love hearing from them all the time. I love hearing from all our pastoral team. But uh, before we move on, I do want to honor our pastors because you know what? I don't know if you know, but it's October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Come on, somebody. So we want to make sure that we're appreciating our pastors, honoring our pastors. We know it's not just an October thing. It's an ongoing thing. We always want to honor our pastors in all times as those are the, the that's the man of God and the woman of God that God has placed over our, our lives, is if, especially if you call Freedom House your home. So Pastor Saya, Pastor Marie, we love you guys. We honor you guys. There's so many things that, that, that you have, have done in, in, in ways of how you have blessed me and my family. You know, we've been with, with you since uh, it started in your house and and, uh, you know, the conversations that we had, the, the dinners that we've had, the, the you know, discipleship moments, the, the moments where just the, the conversation just just steered our, our, our marriage in a certain direction, which has allowed our marriage to be blessed. So we honor you, especially in this time, because, I, you know, we honored Pastor Desai. We had our first actually office meeting today. Uh, back in the building, which was awesome. We celebrated seven months of birthdays. <laughs> seven months of birthdays. But, uh, um, but today I said like October Appreciation Month has a, has a different meaning because 2020, let me tell you, has been a, a, a tough year for pastors. They've gone through it, lead pastors. So I honor every single lead pastor out there. But uh, it's just uh, amazing who they are as people. Honey, do you have anything to say about honoring our pastors and yes. what they've done for us? Yes, we're so blessed. I am so honored to be under their leadership personally, especially I love Pastor Josiah, but I love my girl, Pastor Marie, <laughs> because let me tell you, during fiercely this pandemic, feminine. she has four go. kids. Yes, she is fiercely feminine, raising four kids in quarantine, here with her husband, yes. leading the charge. And um, I have all three teenagers, so I have teenagers, <laughs> all hers are little, but I can only imagine with um, four kids at home all the time. So, and she does it with just so much grace and joy and the way she carries herself. Right. I am so blessed by her. And of course, Pastor Josiah and the entire Silva family. I love them all. They're amazing. Yeah. So we honor you, Pastor. So I honor my wife. Come on. Without my wife, we, I, I could not be doing what we're doing up here. I want to honor our children. We never want to leave out our family because ministry is family. That's how we do it. So kids, I know you guys are watching at home. You know, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. You know, we honor you and your time. We honor everybody that has logged on. Come on, you're setting a time aside on a midweek to log on and learn more about the word of God. How awesome is that? 
That is so awesome. Super excited again. I'm expecting a lot of big things. I don't know, are you expecting anything particular tonight? Yes, I am expecting for those who have not received Jesus in their heart, I'm expecting salvation. I am praying for breakthrough. I am praying that people will get free tonight, that all those that oh, yeah. have chains signs, um, linked up. Wonders. Yes, signs, miracles, and wonders. I'm expecting that tonight. Where's Raina to sing signs and wonders? Come on, worship team. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> That's good. Come on. Well, we're going to jump behind the table, but before we do, let's pray for the service, okay? So join me in prayer for the service and, uh, and just agree with me as we pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you for our time here at Midweek. We get to come and learn more of your word, more about you, Jesus, and who you are um, in our lives, Father God, through the scriptures. We get to learn uh, of how you empower us with uh, the armor of God, Jesus. So I pray as what is spoken today, and it may not be our words, Father God, but your words come across Use myself and my, and my wife, Father God, not our will, but your will. May, may our, our, we give our tongues to you. Whatever comes across, Father God, may it speak. Father God, is, is it coming from your mouth, Father? May it speak, Father God, and, and may, it, may, it, may it be a seed into the hearts of people and grow and manifest in their life, Father God, as they go out. And may they grow in faith, Father. And may they grow in the relationship with you, Father. We put you in the middle of it all. We put you at the center. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and type amen, amen in the comment box. We're going to jump behind the table and we're going to get right into it as we're talking about the armor of God. I love this graphic, by the way. I don't know. If, I'm sure you see it on there and, and you see the different pieces of armor there. The helmet is my favorite one. Come on, somebody. And that's what we're talking about is the helmet of salvation. So we're going to jump into that, but before we do, I do, I do want to just remind us what we're talking about and what we're doing. We've been going through the book of Ephesians and been spending time in the, in the final section of the book of Ephesians, okay? So in the first three parts, Paul talked to us about, you know, being seated with him. The next couple of chapters, seated with Christ, not with him, I'm sorry, seated with Christ. The next couple of chapters, um, he talked about our walk as believers, you know, he talked about being seated with Christ as believers, our walk as believers. And now we're, as we're talking about the, the, the armor of God, spiritual warfare, he's telling us how we stand as believers in spiritual warfare, in spiritual battles, and how we not only stand, but are to conduct ourselves. Because sometimes we can know, like, we can, we can stand, but sometimes the way that we conduct ourselves is not always the best way. But he's telling us, showing us, this is how we are to do it. So, so Paul is teaching us as believers. And, and at that time, he's using an analogy, as all good preachers do. They use analogies. You know, I'm always trying to get better at that. I don't use a lot of analogies, but I've brought out some. But I know uh, uh, he's, he, Paul was a great preacher, and he's using an analogy. And at that time, he saw Roman soldiers around him. So he's likening the armor of God as that of a, a, the, the armor of a Roman soldier. And he explains every different piece to us and how we're to put this on as we deal with these spiritual things because we battle not against flesh and blood but evil spirits and principalities and the darkness and the rulers of this world and, 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 and so on and so forth. So Paul's explaining this to, to us here and, and we're talking about spiritual warfare. You know, we're not trying to be all like, hey, watch out, look over your shoulder type of thing, but we are trying to, to convey a message that we as believers need to be aware that there is a spiritual battle that's going on around us. So that's why we're talking about you know, the armor of God. So we're going to jump into it. My wife's going to read the, the scriptures and then we'll get into um, what we're here to talk about tonight, which is the, the, the helmet of salvation. So go ahead, honey, go ahead and uh, uh, read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Okay, 10 through 18. All right, here we go. So the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you 
can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then. Then the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel. Turn in the page. The gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Amen. Come on. That's so good. good. Really good stuff it right is there. so good. You know, we talked about truth. Uh, we talked about righteousness. We talked about peace. We talked about faith. We talked about all the things. Now we get to talk about salvation or the helmet of salvation. Take up the helmets of salvation. So before we even talk about it, I want to ask a question. What, is, what does it mean to take the helmet of salvation for us as believers? And, and, and with that question, it also drew me to another question as I was doing the study. It's like, okay, so let's just go through that statement. What is a helmet? What does a helmet do? Ultimately, a helmet just it protects the mind. It protects the head. It protects you from any brain trauma. Um, you know, I think of like football. You know, the NFL is going on right now. Praise God that COVID did not shut that down. <laughs> but, uh, but those guys are wearing helmets because they, they want to protect the head from concussions, uh, traumatic injuries. Like, um, you know, on a more personal level, I, I ride bikes and I have a biker's helmet because when I crash, and, uh, and I've done that a couple times already, <laughs> <laughs> um, More than a you know, couple. My More head's than people. protected. My head's protected. So, uh, you know, that's what a helmet does. It protects. You put it on and it protects from the things that are on the outside. Now, this is the other part of that. The helmet of, the, of salvation. So what is salvation? Okay, salvation simply means to be saved. It simply means to, to be delivered from the result of e eternal death. We get our salvation through Jesus Christ. That's where we get it. The work of the cross, that is where we find our salvation. That's where we find it. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, we say this at the end of every service all the time, because at the end of the service, we always invite people to come into relationship with Jesus and to receive that salvation. And what, what it says there is, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You, you will have salvation. It, it, all it requires is a step of faith. Now, when that happens in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, this is what, what, what takes place. One of my favorite scriptures is the first scripture I ever memorized. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. How awesome is that, that the new is here? You're brand new in heart. You're brand new in spirit. Okay, and, and that's an awesome thing. That's something to be uh, uh, excited about. I mean, the, the angels in heaven rejoice when a person gives their life to Jesus and receives that salvation. And, and that's awesome. The helmet of salvation, I'm getting to, to something here, but, but I want you to, to realize these spiritual transformations. When you accept Jesus and come into salvation, that's a changing of, of, of the heart. Things change like that. You're brand new. Just like that, like the snap of the finger, like I just did right there. Like there's, there's no like process. Once you speak it in faith, believe it in your heart, um, boom, you're transformed right there. You have received salvation. But, but the point I want to make to you, when you receive salvation, you, uh, you, re you have a new heart, but your mind 
is a different story. Am I right about that? Your mind is a different story. You are a new person in Christ. It's an immediate thing, but, uh, and it requires no extra part uh, uh, work, but it just requires your faith. But your mind is a different thing. Your mind needs transformation. Now, some people, it's immediate, like, you know, boom, okay, their mind transformed. But for the most of us, I'll raise my hand first, it wasn't immediate. My mind needed to transform. Now, the, the biblical reference to that, because the Bible speaks to it, it says in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So there's a transformation of the mind that needs to take place. Okay, so what is the helmet of salvation? I ask again. It is this. It means guarding your mind from harmful things in this world as it is being transformed uh, transformed to reflect the new heart that is in you. That is how you use the helmet of salvation. That is what it's for. Now, now we're going to unpack this. And honey, I know you got some thoughts on this because we were talking and you're sharing some good stuff. So why don't you go ahead and jump on in and, and share some of the things that you shared with me. Yeah, that was so good. Um, we definitely, when I was uh, reading up on this, you know, I was looking up on armor and helmets and all these things and you know obviously this is for a warrior that's going into battle that you're going to put on you know this armor you're going to put you're going to have your shield of faith you are going to have your sword of the spirit you're going to have your breastplate of righteousness you're going to have your helmet your helmet of salvation but for a warrior when you go into battle your helmet is actually one of the most important mm. parts of the armor because it protects your head it protects your cheeks the, the the warriors it would protect all of this so i mean this is kind of funny but if you were in war and they cut off your arm you could still keep going you know like, <laughs> but you can't still go and if you Some ain't got no head like that you know spiritual. <laughs> no, but it's so important that we have our helmet on because it protects and like he said the helmet of salvation you know it provides hope it provides and protects against you know things that are trying to come up against the mind things that would try to disorient us or or things that are trying to distract us as christians um you know we need things in our in our in our mind that are going to encourage us not discourage us and so that's why it's so important that we wear this this helmet and and not i'm just going to scare the uh, share this scripture first thessalonians 5 8 through 9, it says, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Next scripture. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So he appointed us that salvation and he wants it through the hope. He wants us to endure hope. And one of the things that, you know, um, I know it's so hard. Once we, like you said, we received salvation, right? I remember so many years ago, it's been, wow, 12 years. We're going to sell. Yeah, it's been 12 years. September was 12 years when I gave my life to Christ. And um, one of the hardest things was my mind. My mind, even to this day, Lord Jesus, pray for me, y'all. Put a raising hand emoji if that's one of the hardest things for you right now. Come on. Don't make me be the only one raising my hand. <laughs> Yeah, one of the things has been, you know, um, my mind. And so a lot of the times, you know, I, um, I go to the scripture, um, 
2 Corinthians 10.5, where it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And one of the things that's so funny that really helped me to see this, to grasp it, because sometimes, you know, our thoughts go crazy, right? Is it just me? Okay. My thoughts go crazy, and I have to bring them back, you know, and make them holy, because sometimes they're not, you know? <laughs> and so... Uh, a while ago, do you guys watch the Olympics? Okay, I watch the Olympics. And so I love the Olympics, especially the Summer Olympics. I mm -hmm. love gymnastics. I love um, the swimming. I love all of it, and I love to watch it. Well, anyways, I don't know if you all know this guy. If you don't, then oh, my gosh. Okay, so his name is Michael Phelps. He is um, um, a swimmer, and he's very known because he has a billion and one uh, Olympic gold medals. And the cool thing about Michael Phelps is he actually sometimes loses. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he actually had lost this particular race, um, one Olympic, I think, uh, a few years ago. And so he lost it. And so he was going back in into um, this race again. And so he was going up, and of course, there was a, a winner from the previous time that he went up. So he was up. He's like, okay, this guy is, you know, he's the previous winner, and I want to win this race. He took it from me last time. I'm going to take it back. So um, I saw this image, and I saw this race. And of course, I'm like rooting for Michael Phelps because I'm like Team USA. And you know, I'm like, USA. I get so invested. I'm watching this, and I'm so excited. And so I don't know if they have this image, but if they could put it up on the screen. Um, but it's Michael Phelps and the guy who won the race before. But in the race, this guy was looking at Michael Phelps. He was so busy looking at him that he wasn't focused on his own race that, let me tell you, he lost the race, and now Michael Phelps won the race. So that's why it's so important that we take captive every thought because just like David, when he went to go face Goliath, he, when he went to go face Goliath, he tried to put on another somebody else's armor. And so what happened was he was like, this doesn't fit right. Like this, no, like I need my own armor right, to fight right. Goliath. That's so good. he put on his own armor, his own helmet. And so he was able to make his, his thoughts and everything obedient to Christ. And what happened? He went and he defeated Goliath. So it is so important that we not focus on what anybody else is doing or let our thoughts go rampant or let our thoughts get, um, get distraught with other things of this world, but that we stay focused on the things that God has for us. And that's why it's so important that we know what God's word says about us because if we take captive every thought and make you obedient to Christ, how are you making it obedient if you don't know what, what this sword is? You need the sword right here. So it's important that, you know, we know those things so we don't get distracted yeah. by other people's armor, by so what good. other people are doing, that so we good. continue to go yeah. on, run our race, and continue to do the things because you can get so distracted. I used to get so distracted. Oh, what's going on over there? What, sh what is she doing over there? Oh, my God, what's he doing? Oh, my gosh, they got a house. We don't have a house yet. Oh, my God, look at her. She has amazing legs. I don't got amazing legs, you know. All these things we can get distracted by what other people is what's going on. And that's not what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. He wants our very best. And so that's why it's so important that we have our our helmet on to protect the very thing that God constructed it to be, you know. And that is a pace of hope of encouragement, like I said, of grace, of love, of the fruit of the, all the fruit of the spirit, you know. And so those are some things that God just showed me when, when we were studying this and getting ready for that, that it's so important that we, we wear this to protect and take captive every thought 
And sometimes when I don't take captive every thought, sometimes I like to put worship music on real loud in my car <laughs> to drown out my thoughts. Just just something to help you out. But that's what a I tool. love to do. That's yes, a that's a tool. Right that's a tool. <laughs> that's awesome. I love the fact that you talked about David and Goliath and the story of that and how how King Saul at the time wanted to put on his armor on David. You know, and David was like, no, 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 this is not working for me. But had he put on the armor of, of Saul, like, you know, the, the story of David and Goliath might have gone a different way, you know. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely, um, that story, because that's one of the stories that I thought about, too, like when we were studying this. Like we, she was telling me her notes, and, and, uh, and, and she came to me about that thought. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I was thinking about that story, too. It was like, you know, when we try to put on, or when the... I looked at it this way. The story was like this. So, so for me, the, the armor of Saul was kind of like what the world tries to do to us, tries to put on things on us, put on things on us in a subtle way or in a glamorous way. Because in, in that time, David was, was the, you know, the Bible said he was ruddy. You know, he, he was dirty. He was a, a sheep herder, guarding the sheep and things of that nature. And, and you could only imagine how glamorous it would have been to be put on the king's armor, you know, and, and how awesome it would have been. Like, man, I get to wear the king's armor. But he had the wherewithal and, and the awareness to know that this armor is not right for me. This is only going to cloud me. If I put this on me, it's going to cloud my thoughts. It's going to cloud my, my focus. I'm not going to be able to hear from God. I'm not going to be able to, to, to have that sensitivity to the spirit to know what to do in the time when it came to kill Goliath. Like I can't be wearing this armor that the world's trying to put on me. And I feel like a lot of us as believers, like we allow things to be put on, on us and, and not because like we're, we're knowingly doing it. It just happens because there's things that the world is, is we're in a spiritual battle. We can't just come to things in, in a way, in, in a nonchalant way. Like the, the, the world is coming at us in, in, in a way that they're trying to put things on us. I mean, social media is out there. It's trying to put things on us. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the YouTube, the Netflix, the, the Hulu, the what have yous, whatever. It's out there trying to put things on you. Put things on you. You don't have to look far to see what the world is trying to put on you. Like everybody's a, trying to put their opinion on you. I mean, we have to guard our minds with the helmet of salvation so that the world and the enemy does not infiltrate it. Yeah. You do not want your mind infiltrated. You do not want your mind infiltrated. Because if the enemy can grab your mind, then he can direct your life. Ooh, so good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Build okay, on that. Okay, because I'm on... <laughs> I'm taking about Freedom House Bible College, where my Bible college students at. Yesterday, we were talking about, we're on Genesis 3.15, and we're talking about how the serpent, you know, when he came into the garden, and how he added words onto what God had said. You know, he added to them that tempted them to say, like, oh, if you eat of this, you're going to get wisdom, you know? So you have to be careful because the enemy will add words into your mind. He will bring some things that are not of God into your mind. So we want to make sure that we guard our mind because he'll pray tricks on us. Like, oh, yeah. oh God said this. No, he didn't. Did he say that? That's not what my God said. No, my God didn't say that, you know, um, I wouldn't overcome. No, my God didn't say that I'm going to live in poverty. No, my God didn't say that my family is going to stay in this, in this um, season forever. No, my mm -hmm. God didn't say that. What does my God say? Mm -hmm. You know, 
we have to make sure that we're obedient to what God is saying in our lives and not get distracted by the lies of the enemy because he is a serpent. He'll come in. He'll try to add words. And let me tell you, then we're going to be messed up like Eve and now all of us have childbearing, you know, issues. <laughs> I told him the other day, when we go to heaven, you know, I might have to talk to Eve about this because, you know, three kids, I had the epidural too. And let me tell you. <laughs> I was like, girl, why? You know? What's going on, huh? Right? Come on. I think we have a lot of questions. Maybe. I don't know. When we're in heaven, we're probably not even going to care. But, but it's just something to think about. But let me make that statement one more time. If the enemy can grab your mind, then he can direct your life. Now, to bring it to a practical sense, I kind of mentioned some things already. But one of the places that we must guard our minds in this day is social media. Am I right? Come on. You could put up, type on there, you're right, Pastor Louie, because I know I'm right. It's one of those preacher questions like, I know I'm going to get this right. But this is this social media is one of those places where the enemy tries to infiltrate your mind. Now, the, if, we don't, uh, if we don't or aren't aware of this, then we can allow the enemy to infiltrate our mind through places like social media. I also mentioned some things like YouTube, Netflix, all these different things. I'm not trying to demonize any of those things. There's so many things out there, but those are some the most prevalent things, I think, because I think uh, maybe prevalent because I use uh, them quite a the, Quite a bit, I guess, you know, but, but, you know, make no mistake, the, the things we listen to, that we read, those things influence us, okay? So uh, when we renew our mind, going back to the, the helmet of salvation in the beginning, how I explained it, you know, when we, we confess it with our mouth, believe with our heart, um, you know, being made new, everything's become new, this heart's made new, okay? This heart's made new, and I mentioned that the helmet, the helmet protects from the outside, the things coming in. So we as believers have to know that we must wear our helmet at all times when, when, when it comes to what the world's trying to infiltrate because the, the mind is being transformed um, as you read your word, as you pray to God, as you have your devotional time and, 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 and as you ha- spend your time in church and, and listen to sermons and going on the, on the Freedom House YouTube and checking out the past Bible studies and the past Sunday sermons and, and things of that nature, that is all transforming your mind, okay? So there's a transformation there. But if you're not wearing your helmet, what can happen is the helmet of salvation, if you're not wearing that in the spiritual, you'll get the world trying to influence you with the things on the outside. And now you got a, a, a mind transformation and being influenced from the things of the world that the enemy is trying to do upon you. And you're working against yourself. You're working against yourself because you're not wearing the, 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 the helmet of salvation. As believers, we need to be having the helmet of salvation on as a filter when we go onto these things, onto the social media, onto the website, when we go into certain conversations or certain rooms, because sometimes it's not social media. Maybe it might be the, the water cooler at your, at your job, and, and you know you go to that water cooler, they're going to be talking a certain way, or maybe it's the construction site at your job, and, and I used to be on construction sites, so I know how that, that works. I know how electricians talk. <laughs> I know how plumbers talk. I know how all of them talk, you know. 
it's, it's just, it's not good. But, but you have to go on with the mind of Christ, man of God, and know that you can't be joking around like them. You can't be laughing and giggling to the same jokes that you were before you gave to your life to Christ because you are working against yourself from having your mind transformed. You have to act different. You have to be different. You have to do different things. And yeah, maybe you might not have the, the greatest response or the greatest fan club in the beginning, but we're talking about your transformation of the mind, and this is the only way it's going to take place. We as believers need to be having the helmet on of salvation as a filter when we go into these things. Too many of us, I got this point, I got to read this because this is good. Too many of us are more concerned with the filter we want to use on our social media instead of going through our social media with the filter of our helmet of salvation. Wow, so good. We, we, we need to filter these things. Don't approach the casual things in life casually because the enemy uses the casual things in life to approach you. You know, I, I don't, I always like, I say this a lot. I say like, I don't like to, I don't want to over-spiritualize this. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is we, we are spiritual before we are natural. Uh, when we die on this earth, our spirit will continue to live on. You know, our, our spirit is e- eternal. So it, it's going to go on. So we are more spiritual than you think. We are more spiritual than this natural body. Your, your body will live for, 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 for a little while. And, and it may seem long, 80, 90 years, 100 years. I don't know, but after your spirit goes on and it lives on for eternity. So as believers, we should always be having the helmet of salvation as a filter so that we think, uh, uh, you know, with that mindset because we need our mind. We need our mind. I'm going to say this one time and I'm going to have you jump in right here, but you need your mind. Turn to your neighbor, turn to whoever you're watching with, tell them you need your mind. And this is why, this is why. Matthew 22, 37, it says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Too many of us approach God, loving God with just our heart and our soul, but we don't have our mind in it. You need your mind to love God with all of you. The scriptures tell us we are to love love him with our heart, soul, and mind. But if our mind's being held back because we're allowing, we're taking off our helmet of salvation and allowing things to influence our mind, you know, then, then, then we're not going to love them with all of us as the scripture tells us to, to do. We need our mind to love God uh, with all of us. Amen. So good. You know, we're talking, you're talking about filtering. I think it's so important that, you know, um, we filter what is said about us. Sometimes when things, words are spoken over us, you know, we allow it to sit in and resonate in our mind, you know, and then we think these things about ourselves when people put labels on us. I remember so long ago, you know, I had certain labels on me. Um, Even I remember something a long time ago, uh, one of my family members, they were just joking, but they literally told me, you know, you're an accident, you know, me being born that I was an accident and it just stood with me. And in that moment, I remember like it broke my heart and I went to my mom. I think I was like a teenager and I I was like, mom, am I an accident? You know? And so she didn't even know how to respond to that because I don't know why somebody would tell me that, but they did, you know? And so I kind of walked through life like in the sense of like, man, I wasn't an, I was an accident. I wasn't even supposed to be here. You know, my dad didn't even want me. He left me, you know, um, he's had ample amount of opportunities to be in my life, but no, he didn't want to. And then I had other issues with my stepfather and all these things just, you know, and all these things started setting in my mind that I 
I wasn't good enough, that, you know, why should I even be on this earth? That, you know, no one loves me. My father doesn't love me. My stepfather doesn't love me. You know, um, I was an only child, so I felt like, man, I can never do enough, uh, good enough for my mom. And, and even moments I felt so dark and so depressed that I almost wanted to take my life because I was like, Lord, I don't even know why I'm here on this earth. And so that's why it's so important that we, we take on that we take captive every thought, that we protect it, and don't allow anybody to speak those things over your life. So if anybody said that you're an accident, that is not truth because God knew you. He knew you before um, you were in your mother's womb, you know, and so he, he, he put you in that place, and he's going to birth you to be a prophet to the nations, and I sit on that scripture because I felt that so long, and so I had to filter things that people would just say over my life. Sometimes people label you as certain certain things or how you look or how you dress or what how you talk or I mean some people are like oh my gosh you're too nice you're too friendly oh you're not nice enough you know you can never make anybody happy so that's why it's so important that we know what the word of God says and that we filter those things maybe sometimes you know we do have friends or sometimes my husband like will correct me and tell me something about myself that you know I gotta fix and I filter in love, that in love. yeah in love <laughs> in love and so he'll tell me those things and I'll just say, okay, you're right. You know, I do got to fix those things for myself, but I know it's from a loving place. If someone comes to you and it's not from a loving place, then you got to throw that stuff to the side because that is not truth. What if everybody in this, in this book didn't do the very things that God had told them to do because they were so stuck on, on their past lives or who they were? I go to, you know, Paul who was Saul. What if he was like, no, I can't do this because I have a past. I can't do this because would have said over me that, you know, that I was a hypocrite, that I'm this. So no, since I'm a hypocrite, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. What if we did all of these when I look at them, when I look at Joseph and how he persevered, even getting thrown in a ditch and his, and his family leaving him for dead. But no, what if they had and let the devil take over their mind? What do we, what we had all these stories about them? You know, what is God going to say about us? I say, Lord, if you were writing a Bible right now, like what is Tina doing in her Christian walk? Am I allowing the devil to take over or am I allowing Tina's voice to take over? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we say the devil, 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 but sometimes it's ourselves, you know? Right. Sometimes right. Tina, that's so <laughs> Tina's voice gets a little bit louder and that's where I got to say, God, I need your voice to be louder right now. I need your voice louder than mine, Lord Jesus, because, you know, I am feeling these things. I am not where I need to be, God, you know. And so I just want to encourage you when you're feeling that way because we're human, right? We all feel that way. Am I the oh, yeah. only one? You know, when I feel insecure, you know, that is one thing I... I I didn't realize until late, lately is a spirit. It's a spirit that I battle. And so it's something I have to battle all the time. And so when I'm doing it, I have to speak words of life. I have to speak words of encouragement because my mind will go there. And sometimes when my mind perceives, my body wants to go ahead and act out. My, it will come out of my, my mouth. And I don't want those things coming out of my mouth. What I want coming out of my mouth is love, is truth, of encouragement. And how can I do that if I'm feeling all these ways, if I'm feeling fear, if I'm feeling doubt, if I'm feeling worry, especially in this season of the pandemic. I mean, how many of us are at home? Some of us with our kids, you know, trying to figure out distance learning, getting emails from your teachers saying, so-and-so is tardy. I'm like, how are you tardy? You're in the next room, you know, like, 
stressing you out and, you know, all these things going on, all these things throwing out you and you're trying to encourage other people, but yet you need to be filled up yourself, you know, so it's so important that, you know, when your mind starts to go that way, that you get into your worship, you get into your word, that you just... Get on your knees. I have um, literally oil by my bed now, you know, and I literally will put the oil on my head and I just say, Lord Jesus, you know, I demolish every argument, every pretension that sets itself up against the word of God. And I make every thought captive to and obedient to Christ. And I have to say that all the time. And I have to tell myself, you know, I have to be Tina's cheerleader, you know, when our mind wants to go there, you know, and put on my helmet of salvation. And I just want to encourage you, just just keep doing those things. Keep pressing in. Keep praying. You know, get to a watch party where you can gather with others, where you can share. Don't be embarrassed all the time, you know. I think sometimes we want to cover everything up. We want everything to look nice. Like you said, we got filters, you know. We always want to make everything look all pretty and perfect. You know, it's not perfect. Like Pastor said the other day, you know, uh, all these people in the Bible, it, it has to be truth because they, we know all their, all their business, you all know, the, all, the junk. <laughs> all their junk. So it's got to be real, right? Right. We got to be real with one another so that we can encourage one another. So, so I can say, girl, you need your helmet. Go get your helmet. Go get your sword. Go get that. You need to go. So, but get into a watch party, get connected. Um, if you're not, we actually, if you're new to Freedom House, we have growth track this Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, at 5 p.m. If you so want to grow in your walk with God, you want to discover your purpose, you want to find freedom, and you want to be a part of the dream team of volunteers that are here building the kingdom of God, then sign up. You know, stop. Don't hesitate. Stop saying, no, I'm going to do it tomorrow. You know, stop putting it off. God wants to grow you now. Now is the time. This is the, this is the year of alignment. God wants to align some things in all of us. And we want to do it. God wants to start here with the mind. And we got to start right here. So go ahead. Sign up for Grow Track. Sign up. That's good. That's good. Let me read you two scriptures, okay? We're about to end in a few minutes. But let me read you these scriptures. Philippians 4.8. They're going to put it on the screens for you. It says, finally, brothers and sisters... Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. This is one of the ways that you put on the helmet of salvation. You start thinking about such things. Now, Colossians 3, 1 through 2, I want to read this to you too. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life was, is now hidden with Christ in God. So your life is hidden in Christ with God. Both scripture talks about what our mind is supposed to be set on. Both of those scriptures are, are, are reference points of how we put on the helmet of salvation. This is how we put it on. We set our minds on things above, lovely, beautiful, all those things, the, the things above. You know, the scripture in, in uh, Colossians 3, 1 through 2, at the, uh, and, and, uh, 1 through 3, I'm sorry, it says, For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. Now, if there's, there's hidden things in your life that God has not revealed yet to you because you haven't gone and looked for, him, looked for it in him. So the, the more and more you look to God, 
you will find these hidden and beautiful and, and blessed things that he has for your life. But if you're looking in other places and other directions and, 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 and having your mind uh, lose focus and un, un, be unclear, you know, then, then, then you're not going to find those things. So we always, I guess I keep saying this as believers, we have to have that helmet of salvation on because if we, if we don't, then the things of this world and the, the influences of this world, because everybody has an, gets influenced. It's just a matter of what, what voices and what things you're reading that, that you're allowing to influence you. And, 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 and if you don't filter through that, Pastor Josiah likes to say, uh, uh, chew the meat, spit out the bones. If, you're, if you don't have, that's what the helmet of salvation does. It allows you to chew the meat and spit out the bones so that the, the bones, the things that, the, the, that try to infiltrate your mind don't affect you. Don't affect you. But how do you do that? You focus on the things above. Yes. Pure, lovely, and, and all those beautiful things. Like, you know, for you, honey, like, I know we're going like, to, I said we're going to end right now. We are. We are, I promise. But I want to hear a couple practical things. Just give me one or two practical things. What do you do to set your mind on things above? Um, how I set my mind on things above is, like I said, usually I, I've always been, um, a very like a uh, forgiving person. And so when I was before I used to be like, man, it's so easy for me to forgive. You know, I wish I could be like mad, you know, I could, <laughs> or like I do get mad, but I get over really quick. Okay. So I used to like think like, oh, that's, you know, um, I didn't like that quality about myself. Um, I wanted to hold on to grudges, which is really weird. But anyway, so, um, but then I accepted that about myself once I came to Christ, you know. And so what I do is it, to set myself things on above is, you know, I forgive. I forgive things in our life. A lot of times in our mind, we're, we're stored up with things of like unforgiveness, whether we, a lot of the times as we unforgive ourselves or we haven't forgiven ourselves or forgiven other people. So I live a life of forgiveness. I live a life of just faith, you know. I believe God for the impossible, you know. And so I hold on to that. And sometimes when I can't hold on to it, when sometimes I'm just like, I'm at the lowest of the low, you know. Have you ever been there? Because I have, where I just felt like, am I going to get out of this? I've been in the wilderness for a while, like, you know. And I just kept going and going and kept on like, no, I'm going to get there. I'm going to reach the promised land. I'm going to reach that, that mountaintop. I'm going to go because I know God's promises and I know everything that he says is yes and amen. And I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep charging. And I am Lord Jesus. If I can't even sometimes, I've said it before, but Sometimes I find my motivation from for my children, for the legacy that I am leaving. Like, no, I'm not going to see see that past. I'm not like Sarah or what, what's the one that turned around? I always forget her. Is this her? Yeah. That turned around and turned to dust. I'm not turning around. I'm moving forward. I want to go where God wants me to go. I'm not going to stay here. Yes. No, I'm going to the so next good. level. I'm going into the next chapter Amen. in my life. And I'm, I'm going with my husband. My husband's in front of me, and I'm there right there with him. And my kids are going with us. We're going That's as dope. a family. Maybe you don't have kids, but you're a single. Well, you know what? You're building your legacy right now. You are investing in everything that you are going to be as a wife, as a husband. When you're here in the house of God, that is what you're doing. Doing. You are sowing and sowing and sowing, and you're going to reap and oh, reap and reap. You're good. believing for that man of God, you're going to get that man of God. But that's all about <laughs> obedience, on. okay? That's another thing. But you're a, you're a man, you're going to get that woman of God. Keep on building God's house. He is going to build your house. I want to take you on the DeLorean, if you don't know Back to the Future, but it's a car <laughs> that takes you back. But I can't in my life, you know? And I want to tell you, 
that just keep going forward. Keep pushing. Keep pressing. You know, don't allow your mind to get corrupted by the lies of the enemy because he is a liar. The devil is a liar. One time I love one of the girls here is Sandra. She said she came up here for, for a, a prayer. And I love how she said, she said, devil, we serve you notice. So anytime your mind wants to go there, I'm going to tell you what she said. She said, devil, I serve you notice. I serve him notice every time. And even when it's hard, I think no matter what, no matter what happens in life, I'm going to keep going because I'm not going to let the devil win. I'm not going to let the devil win. I will not ever let him win in my life. I will not let him take my children. I won't let him take my church. I won't let him take the people in this church. I will not let him win. I'm going to keep on sharing God. I'm going to keep on sharing the gospel. I'm going to keep on sharing what he's done in my life. I'm going to continue to testify because I love Jesus so much and I will not let the devil win. I love to win. All I do is win, win, win. <laughs> I love to win. Come on, we love to win. And so that's And we the, have the victory in Christ. Yes, so, amen. So know that. Amen. The helmet of salvation. My wife mentioned it. One of the most important, the most important, most important pieces of, uh, of armor for a soldier. Because if, if, the, if the, the head is taken out, don't matter what other pieces of armor you have on, you're out. The enemy take, takes your head out. Don't matter how much of scripture you know, what, you know it, you're out. You need your mind. Guard your mind. Don't just focus on all these other, all these things have to come together, come together. Like, you know, I'm, I'm picturing just transformers, just, just things just coming together. All the pieces of, the, of armor just coming together so that you can fight. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, we're not talking about the sword of spirit uh, right now, but it is the word of God. And the, the helmet of salvation directly co correlates to that. And as, as, as next week we, we go into the sword of the spirit, it's talking about the word of God. The, 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 the helmet of salvation correlates to that because this mind and how you guard it is going to determine how you use that sword in your life and how you prevail and how you fight. Because when your mind is right, when your mind is focused, when it's clear, when, it, when you have that filter, then, then you can see the, the enemy a mile away yes. coming at you. Yes. You won't be surprised by it. Why? Because you have the mind of Christ. The Bible tells us that we have the mind of Christ. One of the things I pray over, over our children all the time is like, Lord, give them the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. I prayed over myself, give me the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. I want to be in tune with the mind of Christ because when I'm in tune, when we are in tune, when you're in tune, you will see the spiritual battle coming your way and you'll know what to do. And even if some of you might think like, well, man, the thing is so, the, the battle's too big for me to handle. It's too big me, it's too big for me to, to take on. Well, you're not taking it on by yourself. Okay, you got a church family that loves you, but most importantly, you got a God who is for you. Yes. Come on, and if God is for you, then who can be against you? Yes. Ain't no one can be against you. Right. Ain't no one gonna overcome you. Ain't no one gonna try to take you down, bring you down, or, or, and, and, and just win, in you, win you in that way, beat you in that way. Because God is with you. You are a, a soldier in the army of God. I know that sounds super spiritual right there, but you are a soldier in the army of God and God is your commander. And on God's side, man, there's, there's no telling, no telling what giants will be slain in your life. I'm here to speak to you guys right now that whatever giant you may be facing, I'm here to tell you, Put on the helmet of salvation. Let's get your mind right because no matter how big the giant, God will take him down. 
God will take him down in your life just like he did for yes. David. Yes. David was the one with the effort and he was the one putting forth the effort, but it was God who slayed the giant. Yes. And I believe that for many of you right now, that many of you are facing some things in this season because many things have popped up and you feel like this is a giant. This is too big. But I'm here to tell you God is with you. And with God with you, those giants and those obstacles and those things in front of you will be taken down. Oh, I'm feeling this right now. Let's stand to our feet. Let's just pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, you've given us the armor of God to fight, Lord Jesus. You did not just save us and say, here, just go at it by yourself. No, you've given us a word explaining us this is how you fight. This is your battle. It's in front of you. It's in the spiritual. We battle not against flesh and blood. We don't, we don't battle with, the car, with, the, with things that are in the flesh. We don't use fleshly tools or anything like that. We battle with spiritual weapons, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for empowering us. And let me tell you, Freedom Houser, those of you that are logged on right now, God has empowered you. You have the authority. You have the power. You walk in dominion. You walk with the Holy Spirit inside of you to take on whatever it is. You may feel weak, but the Spirit of God is what strengthens you. Paul says, when I am weak, you make me strong. I'm here to speak strength into you right now. I'm here to speak life into you right now. I'm here to speak healing into you right now. I'm here to speak to you and say that the breakthrough is coming right now. See it in the spiritual before you even see it in the flesh. You may think you be talking crazy, but you're not talking crazy. You're talking faith. Start talking faith, man of God. Start talking uh, faith, woman of God. Get that helmet of salvation on you and allow the mind of Christ to infiltrate your mind. I come against any mind battles right now. Any mind battles that be coming your way. Any negative thoughts that have been trying to plant seeds. I reach down into the depths of your mind and pull out the seeds and pull out the word of negativity. The things that have risen up against the word of God as the word of God speaks to you. And I send them back to the pit of hell because that is where they belong. Come on, receive it now. The Spirit of God is hitting you where you're at right now. Allow God to speak to you in this moment. We're going to sing this song out right now and just allow the Holy Spirit to move because He's moving right now and wants to do a mighty work in you. Come on, receive the mind of Christ. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.